on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 285, broken up into two parts, A and B. B. Thank you. 285A, posting on 7.5, will be a discussion on the much-anticipated Ethan Hawke horror suspense thriller. <laughs> Throw all those words together. The Black Phone. And 285B, posting on 7.8, will be a discussion on Elvis. Elvis. Thank you. Elvis, Elvis. I am one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. Joining me as every week is my co-host, Roger Pelvis Stillian. Wow. There's no Chris this week. Just me and Roger flying solo. Roger, what's going on this week, man? How are you, sir? Good. Good. Um, interesting week in my house. COVID is still going through my family, so I got that going for me. That's good. But here I am, like a champion. How's Buttons? Buttons the cat is lonely. She's enjoying the, 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 the new AC? Yeah. She's sure. enjoying that new uh, situation going on? Good, yeah. good. Did you have her chase any uh, green Lasers? laser pointers? Yes, of course. <laughs> of course. You say it's like like it's a sure thing. Mm. Yeah. Buttons um, the what cat. That's what I do. We should make Buttons the official cat of the podcast. I mean, was there another cat in the running? No, I guess not. Okay. But <laughs> Buttons, you are the official cat. I hope you enjoy that. What else is going on this week? Did you watch anything besides what we watched for the show? I did. I watched an entire Hulu series. Uh, called the Bear, the which bear. was incredible. Yeah, what, what it, is it? it is a story of a gentleman who is a one of the best chefs in America. Uh, he takes over a restaurant that his family has owned forever uh, after his brother committed suicide, and uh, the story is how he pulls that uh, pulls that place together. So, oh. But you, but you enjoyed it. It was incredible. Oh, it, was, Hulu. it was excellent. Yeah, oh, great. It's uh, it's, it's an FX thing that they made through Hulu. And it's very R-rated. So, um, because if you ever been in a professional kitchen, they are pretty much monsters <laughs> to each other and other humans. Yeah, and I can imagine. Yeah, I've been so, in a few of them. So yeah, 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 yeah. cool. Indeed, sir. I guess what I didn't really get into much. I worked. It's nice. This is the Fourth of July weekend. We're recording on July third, so. It's just been a really relaxing weekend. I got to see some friends this morning. Got to get, got to get some good brunch. I had a date with my mom this afternoon. Go to look at fridges. Ooh. I know. I'm find anything gonna, nice? I'm going to find my parents a new fridge. Um, mm. Maybe have a, uh, an LG the world we're looking at. Ooh. So that's, that's exciting. That's exciting. I watched a bunch of stuff. You know what I watched for the first time in a long time is Grown Ups. Yeah, how was it? It's just as bad as I remember, but there's a there, there's no but. That movie's actually pretty terrible. But I wonder if if that's the through line for the Sandler comedies, because that movie made a ton of money. If you remember, like a ton of money, like the amount of money it made, it had no business making. True. Well, I, I mean, I remember the first one semi fondly because I thought it was pretty funny at the time. But I mean, it looks like Oscar material after watching the uh, the second one, right? Because the second one is just a dumpster fire. Oh yeah, that's with uh, Taylor Lautner and yeah, yeah. It's there's no like, but. The second one doesn't have flashes of okay story points like the first one does. You know, the coach passing away, coming together for a funeral, having those moments where, I mean, some of them, his wife, um, Salma Hayek, for example, realizes that she doesn't know how to skip a rock on the lake, and therefore her kids don't know how to do it either, and so they have to stay. So she, her kids aren't spoiled little brats going to Milan every other weekend, which they're supposed to go. Stuff like that is like there's moments of okay story beats. Remember the weird dog barking with the clip vocal cords? It was like, hurf, hurf. no, okay, just Wait, me. was that in Grown Ups? Yeah, or Grown Ups Two, first one I think. 
Oh, maybe. I don't know. I could be confused by that. Okay, maybe. Well, I don't. I don't know. Maybe I was in and out of sleep last night more than I thought I was. But, uh, yeah, I, I remember just thinking, "Wow, what a!" It made tons of money though, so how can you be mad? Yeah, I mean, hey. And it had all the Adam Sandler faithful, you know, Steve Buscemi and, um, who's the hot chick, Rob Schneider. I mean, had and the guy with the, with the with the lazy eye. Her, her, her. Very funny. What, what's what's his Farmer name? Fran. Yeah, Farmer Fran. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. He's he's actually the coach that died, Farmer Fred, but. Yeah, and then, you know, it had all of his normal... I don't know, I just... I always like watching those older... Well, now, 2010, older. Jeez. Wow. I know. <laughs> you just aged yourself by 12 years, buddy. Holy cow. But, I mean, that is now an older Adam Sandler comedy, so... I no. mean, it's not Billy Madison old. No. But it's not Billy Madison good, either. No. Not much is in Sandler's No, movie. no. No, no, no. What else did I... You know, I did... You know, I, I revisited again the War Horse. 2011, Steven Spielberg... You know, the older I get, the more I look at film and, like, I use my little notebook to break it down and my feelings on these certain viewings I do. I'm, like, doing my own little study on myself and my own, how I look at films is the older I get, the more I watch movies, the more, of the two directors I really kind of admired growing up, uh, Christopher Nolan I loved, and Steven Spielberg I admired for the fact that, like, everyone else, I was never fond of him, but... Everyone else was, so I, he's kind of that guy that's you know fun for me to like debunk his films. I got I've been watching a lot of Spielberg movies lately, and I gotta tell you, I think I was unfair to him. I, I think he's really a genius. Wow, I mean, he is, bold he is, statement. He is a genius, but on the offhand, the more the older I get, and the more critically I look look at films and do some reading, the less I like Nolan, and that mm. bothers me because I used to love Christopher Nolan. Well, you have an affinity for him because you worked on couple, one of his movies. I worked on The Dark Knight Rises. I met him. I met his wife. Uh, I met most of the, all the cast. I went boating with them. Uh, that was that was a great experience for me. I just I'm coming to realize that I don't think I, I think Nolan is not nearly as strong of a director as I once thought he was. But maybe that's because he's just doing material that's well above himself. I see the 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 the, the, the verdict for me is still out on Dunkirk. I'm not sure how I received that one. I, well, it's a decent movie. Was it Best Picture good though? I don't know about that. But it was up for Best Picture that year. I don't. I don't. I don't know about that. But I, I, I really do think some of his best is, some of his best is The Dark Knight or The Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, Batman, um, and the one with, with the one with. What Al Pacino and Robin Williams Insomnia the, the, the okay. remake of Insomnia I really like that one because that one is the most down to earth the most grounded but I don't know I'm getting kind of lost in the lost in the ether here but I just I mean they're trying to say that I just I've been really looking at Nolan films and Spielberg films and I just I'm not remembering Nolan as fondly as I want to and I'm remembering Spielberg way more fondly than I ever did so well I just so sent you a very famous tweet back to about talk about Spielberg um, about E. T. Which somebody put on Colin Twitter. Trash. Yeah, <laughs> me and my friends would have killed oh, ET yeah. with hammers. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Look, you should. That's that comedy before. gold. Yeah, that, that, that's that, that, comedy that. gold. Let's talk about this guy's name, Colin Swamp Trash. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Me and my friends would have killed ET with hammers. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Yeah, ET. Yeah, it wouldn't be like, come on into my house, little way. <laughs> it's like we gotta beat that thing to death. It's gotta die. <laughs> By the way, that's getting re-released. Yeah. Did you see that? Uh, that's no, I didn't see that. But that that makes sense. 
Um, so yeah, that's being re-released. I'm actually kind of excited for that. That was on the trailers for... Wait, that was on the the Jurassic Park? The Jurassic World Dominion trailers. I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, that was... I Maybe the first or second, maybe you got in there later. Oh, uh, so yeah, I don't... Uh, well, so here, you know, we've talked about this many times. Is Sometimes I miss trailers in front of movies because I don't tend to get to the movies early anymore. Because... Watch a lot of trailers here, so I like the trailers. They're my favorite. I do as sometimes, a, but it's very rare that we see something new. Yeah, no, but there on Elvis, almost everything was new. Sure, and I got to be honest that we're we're not going to talk about it this week, but the trailer. Did you see the one um, from the Book of Wonder? It's like a sequel, prequel to Wonder. No. Yeah, where Helen, I think it's Helen Mirren, plays an old woman who the boy that was making that makes. Augie's life living hell at his school the thing that the whole movie Wonder is based around mm-hmm. the bully goes to a new school and it, I guess it, probably Helen Mirren is the new teacher that is forced to sit with him and she beat him with hammers no there's no there's no hammer beating mm. but she tells him a story of accepting those who are different that goes back to the Nazi occupation of France oh and I, I I was digging it. I thought that's a super cool like interesting sequel prequel type thing. I'm, I'm right. really kind of no. Into I didn't that. see that, so I have to check that one out. Yeah, check that one out. You, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Actually. So are we see, we have a Wonder Cinematic Universe now. I, it, what it looks like. To wow. Me, yeah. So there's that. We'll talk about that one next week. That trailer though. So Roger, I think it's time we get in with the show, my friend. All right. This is episode 285 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema. Which posts each and every Tuesday and Friday. Excuse me, at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office curtain, upcoming releases, watch streaming, trailers, and movies of the week. Without further ado, adieu. let's jump into the Poisson. box office. Number one, finally knocking Top Gun out of the fifth week, Minions, The Rise of Gru, $108.5 million domestic, bringing it worldwide. Just after one weekend to 202. Strong, strong opening weekend. Mm-hmm. However, it's a holiday weekend, so there's that. Top Gun Maverick bringing in another 25.5 million worldwide to 1 billion, 108 million, 520, 520, I don't know, 1 billion, 108 million, 520,367. There we go. Just keep riding the numbers. People are really <laughs> into that. Good for Top Gun. Broke the billion dollar mark. Elvis, number three, 19 million. Sad. Um, 113,520. We're going to talk about that one later today. And the Black Phone at 12.3 million domestic coming in at 74.4. Worldwide, it's not bad. I think that one's got some serious staying power after watching it. I bet you that's in... Does okay for for several yeah, weeks. Yeah, it's a decent flick. So. It certainly is. I was, I was incredibly pleasantly happy with the way that movie... Played out. I was worried it was going to go one way, but we'll get to that. All right, that's your box office. I don't think much there. I mean, Top Gun and, and Minions. We, we we knew that Minions was going to come in strong. Yep. Does it have staying power though? That's the question. Well, I mean, Thor's coming for well everything. He's going to wipe the slate clean and yeah. everything. So, all right, let's take a look at current upcoming releases. Here's some stuff to talk about. So this past Friday, July 1, Minions, Rise of Gru, Mr. Malcolm's List. Then we have the next one, Thor, Love and Thunder. Is this coming Friday, ladies and gentlemen? Small movie. Small little indie flick you may have heard of with a small little indie actor. July 15, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Pause of Fury, Legend of Hank, Where the Crawdads Sing. July 22nd, The Gray Man, 
which is on Netflix, and Nope, which is a trailer you've all seen a billion times. July 29th, DC League of Super Pets and Vengeance. And August 5th, Bullet Train, Easter Sunday. And have you now seen the trailer for Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? No. It was like, well, you, you really get into movies late. Because that was like the last trailer before Black Phone. Why would I? We just discussed this. I know, but like, how do you time missing all the trailers walking when the movies start? Because that was the last trailer. I don't remember. At least this is what it is, man. All right, all right fine, fine, fine. All right, August 12th, Fall. I knew O, Mac and Rita. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Moving on. Hell yeah, brother. I don't know who any of those are. <laughs> Hell yeah, so, brother. That's great because I don't like where are um you know you looks to be an anime. Nothing on Mac and Rita and Fall. That's interesting. That's just just went in there. Hmm. August nineteen. Beast with maybe James Bond. Who's this? Idris Elba. Hmm. Handsome devil. Jeez. And then Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Good. That's an IMAX as well. That's, I mean, that, look, Dragon Ball has a massive built-in. Do you love me some Dragon Ball? Yeah, it's got a massive built-in audience. August 26th, Fear, The Invitation, and Samaritan. Fear the Invitation. <laughs> of the Samaritan. And August 31, Barbarian and 3,000 Years of Longing. That 3,000 Years of Longing with um, Idris Elba and Tilda Swinton, mm-hmm. that looks weird, 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 man. Yep, but looks strange. That's going through August, which we are now... We're now into, Man. we're now past halfway in the year points. So. Doesn't seem like it, though, does it? Nope. Jeez Louise. August, where, does, where movies go to die, where baby. See if that's go? back. Yeah, no, it, it is back. <laughs> All those movies I just said are going to go to die. I don't, I don't like that, but it's just what happens. Sure you don't like it. You're happy. <laughs> For some of those, I am. <laughs> Not only must I succeed, others must fail. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's streaming this week? We're taking a look at Netflix again. Some movies I chose, The Mist by director Frank Darabont, Thomas Jane, Marsha Gay Harden, Laurie Holden, Toby Jones, William Sadler, Jeffrey DeMunn. Some of those will, some of those at the time of 2007 would become Frank Darabont Faithful in The Walking Dead. Some of us had been Frank Darabont Faithful for years, but that's an interesting movie. Roger, what was your, do you remember that one? Decent movie. Um, Hell of an ending, though. Yeah, big, uh, big Stephen King book. Man, so. that last those last few shots were, jeez. <laughs> oh, dang. The first time you see that, it really hits you hard. It's wonderful, though. It's all about judgment and judgment day and judging others, and it's wonderful. I mean, better them than me. Sure, better them than <laughs> me. <laughs> all right, number two, The Dark Knight Rises by director Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale. So would you say this is the worst of the Batman I would not. Movies? Oh, okay. I would, we all know where I stand mm. on this. Yes, actually. This might be the worst of the three. But I think the first is the, the best. The only one with Academy Award noms. <laughs> Wait, Dark Knight got several noms. Is that what you just said? No, Dark Knight Rises. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, my fault. Rises. All right. The Dark Knight Rises by director Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale, Tom Hardy, Anne Hathaway, Marion Cotillard, Gary Oldman, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who I was his hand model for a shot, mm. Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine, Matthew Modine, Ben Mendelsohn. 2012 is a very special movie to me. I worked on it. I met the entire cast. I met Nolan. I met a lot of great people. That was awesome for me. I have a piece of the Tumblr at my parents' house in my basement, or their basement. It's a piece of the Batmobile. It's awesome. It's just that was an eye-opening experience for me. I loved every minute of it. That's where we get things from to taunt Grayson of, like, do you feel like you're in charge here? Do you feel in charge? Just put your hand on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. All right, number three. And this gives you power over me? This gives you power over me? All right. (laughs) 
Number three, Troy, by director Wolfgang Peterson, Brad Pitt, Eric Bana, Orlando Bloom, Peter O'Toole, Diane Kruger, Rose Byrne, Julie Christie, Brendan Gleeson, Brian Cox, 2004. This is a long, divisive movie between me and Chris on the show. I know Chris loves it. He remembers very fondly. I like Troy. I don't love it. And I also know that – I also think that Troy is not great. I know a guy named Troy. He's pretty cool. Is he? Yeah. Is he Brad Pitt cool? No. Yeah, Troy. Sorry, Troy. I, Sorry, TJ. <laughs> there's a lot of greatness in Troy, and mainly because it has a lot of old Hollywood in it, and I really appreciate that. A lot of great acted scenes. Uh, some, some, not just flashes of brilliance, but some real brilliance in this script. Uh, for instance, when Achilles, Brad Pitt's Achilles, talks to, he talks to the captured Trojan priestess about a romance with the gods being a bit one-sided. I think that's brilliant. I always reference those. I always listen to those and watch those clips when I'm in bed. Um, when Peter O'Toole as uh, King Priam sneaks into Achilles' tent to get his son back after after he's killed, after Achilles has killed Hector, man, it's a comedy. That's a great conversation, but Peter O'Toole, they just don't make him like Peter O'Toole anymore. They just don't. No. It's a great time. Uh, it's, 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 an, it's, an, it's an okay movie with some great moments. That's why I always suggest watching that one. Let's talk about some trailers. Roger, how much do you want to talk about Hocus Pocus 2? Um, so that's a thing that's out now or coming this fall. Hocus Pocus 2, you know. I've never been the big fan of Hocus Pocus. I've said that here on this show a couple of times. Like, I don't get the uh, the appeal for it. Like, I'm not like, oh, it's the greatest Halloween movie ever. I've not... Look, I'm not whatever. A, it is whatever, and, I, you know, I liked it when I was a kid. I like it less as an adult. But, I mean, it is what it is. I think the sequel is way too late. But that might just be my unhumble opinion coming into it. Now, here's another question. Did we need a sequel to Hocus Pocus? Clearly. Is, is there story left to tell? I mean, After the first one, did you have any story left to tell? I mean, sure. I mean, they probably got about a 90-minute script worth. <laughs> At least 90-minute script worth. I really don't think it's going to do anything for Disney+. Plus. I don't think people... I could be wrong. I personally don't think people are going to care about this one. But, hey, I'm. my metrics have been off in the Well, in so the one thing past. Disney Plus doesn't do that uh, some of the other streaming services do, they don't say what's, like, number one in their service. So, like, we would never really know, right? We wouldn't, and they're not going to volunteer that information unless something's no. like really on fire. Yeah, well, I mean, right now, if you go on Disney Plus, the banner at the top is Doctor Strange two. Oh, so well, that's well, yeah, that's, but I mean, that's, that's Marvel. That's how you. Well, I mean, that's a big deal. You it know, is. you're right. I mean, that's bigger than any one of their original properties right now, even their Star Wars stuff, 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 <laughs> which I still haven't watched. <laughs> Me neither. No, I, I, I really should watch Kenobi that. for Raj. Uh, yeah. I don't feel like I'm missing out much either. I don't think you are. To be told, I excuse me, especially with the new stuff. I just there's. I have a suspicion. Why the stuff in Hollywood right now is being so poorly written? I have my suspicions. I'll keep them to myself. Mm. Uh, I'm Very just. Cryptic. I'm not liking the direction some of these series, like Star Wars. At one time, okay, you want to talk about Kenobi for one second? We haven't watched it, but we haven't talked about it on the show. I should say. I think Kenobi is, it's okay, it's second-rate trash to me. I, the only episode I've been okay with is the last episode, and that's only because it allows Star Wars to do what I want them to do, is fight with lightsabers. I mean, it, 
it's one of the few episodes with the actual story to it. So anyway, that's just my personal take. But these once great franchises, Star Wars, for example, the A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back are considered two of the best quintessential American-made movies. And look at eight and nine. The other end of the spectrum, I mean, they don't even, it's not even worth mentioning in the same breath. So what's going on there? I, I just I have my theories again, but I'll keep it to myself for a while. Hmm. All right. So how about shifting a little bit? Let's talk about Ticket to Paradise, handsome son of a bitch George Clooney, and Julia Roberts. Yep, Julia Roberts. And we love Caitlin Deaver. She's a very very good young actress. Rom com. Grayson's gonna love it. Of he'll probably I, he'll probably tear up. There's nothing wrong with a good rom com. I love a good rom com, man. Mm. Look, but you know the formula. You know, you know that. So George Clooney and Julia Roberts are playing parents. If you haven't seen the trailer, who are forced to sit next to each other on the plane. They've been divorced now for a number of years. They don't get along, and they're going f- to try to stop their daughter from making a mistake, marrying someone she met on vacation. And of course, you know what's going to happen. They're going to fall back in love. Oh. They're going to convince their daughter not to get married because it's not time. But, but oh, the wedding's still there, and they need someone to get married, so they're going to get remarried. I, I'm pretty sure I've I'm really you. glad you're excited for this. <laughs> I am excited. Because listen, I'm not. Well in a shocking development. <laughs> I yes, don't care. Shocking development indeed. I I mean George Clooney's still handsome. He is a you know, I, but that's not it though. I mean I'm excited for it. I like rom coms. I think we know. everybody knows. I would prefer rom com over Elvis. Elvis is a rom com with drugs. <laughs> sure, sure. Okay. Well anyway, that's no. I don't. I just is that inappropriate? No, of course not. Um, I know it's not. But we're going to talk about Elvis in a little later. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for Ticket to Paradise. I like George Clooney and Julie Roberts. Got a great cast. What's I mean, legendary actors. Why not? You know. All right, let's talk about Thirteen Lives. Colin Farrell. Why not? I just have to be like, why? <laughs> Fair. Thirteen Lives. Colin Farrell. Vigo Mortensen. Cave diving. Let's go get them. They're not just spelunking for no reason. There's a whole class of kids trapped yeah, in these stuck caves. Stuck in the cave. Don't go in caves, people. It's scary. You'll die. I don't understand. We went to we went to Laurel Caverns for a school trip. Sure. In middle school. I was terrified out of my mind. Good. Well, they were telling us about stalactites and stalagmites, and I was just thinking, what Still if... many various types of what stalag if, things. <laughs> what if this thing just collapses? We're all just it dead. It would just fall through you. Like, it wouldn't even slow down on the way to the ground. It would just... Fook. <laughs> You mean, the, you mean the stalag things? Yeah. Like the sharp pointy? I'm yeah. talking about the cave just caving in. That's possible. I mean, you you don't have to worry about the floor falling out as much as the ceiling falling down. <laughs> and then where do you go? Die. You uh, die. That's where you go. <laughs> you go nowhere. You fucking die. You look, you're and right about that. you have to that. be like, why did I go into this goddamn hole anyway? The school made I love if somebody's like, hey, there's a cave here. And people are like, that's cool. I'm, it's I'm, not cool. Look, I don't mind going in like a small, I can see the other end of the cave cave. That's a tunnel. A tunnel, but <laughs> <laughs> I just don't have any desire to ever go. Cave I don't mind driving through the Pittsburgh cave. You mean the tunnel? I don't. <laughs> the Pittsburgh cave, the many Pittsburgh caves. Um, did that movie? Do you remember that movie where they came like subterranean creatures that were actually people that evolved those golem-looking creatures, The Descent? Yeah, I do remember that. That's terrifying for two reasons. There's creatures following you, and you're in a cave. Yeah. <laughs> two terrifying. Absolutely Wasn't terrifying. there another cave diving movie? Hang on, I'll look it up. Yeah, there was. I mean, there's a few always years a few. ago, right? Santum or wasn't James Cameron? Sanctum, yeah, Sanctum. Sanctum, yeah. 
our boy James Cameron was involved that yeah. somehow. Because I, you know, I remember watching that going, that is, it looked really cool, but it also is terrifying. It because is. it's just darkness and water and no. Like, <laughs> pure pitch black. Like, you'll die here. Yeah. You'll die. You get in that water, you're dead. You'll die, you'll die, luck. You'll die terrified. That's the yeah. worst way to die. Jeez, <laughs> you'll die screaming with no with no with water rushing into your lungs. How's that feel? How's it make you feel? Think about that right before you go to bed tonight. No, I, I'm yeah. good. Oh okay. yeah, no. All right. There's some trailers. Excited for all of those. Of course I am. Not focus Pocus. I need to I need to state that Whoa. I'm not excited for Hocus Pocus. Whoa. I'm Shots not fired. You can Gidler, if you'd like to come on the show and defend <laughs> Hocus Pocus. I I I, I get you I'm a I'm a witchist, I guess, or witchism or whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm just not. I, I like the first one. I just don't think there's the second one was needed anyway. But hey, that's just me. Yeah, maybe next time. Well, Roger, what do you want to talk about? The Elvis or the Black Phone? I think we're doing Black Phone, right? We'll do Black Phone first. Yeah, let's go. All right, let's go. I think Elvis is more the movie of the week, but we'll we'll do Black Phone first. Let's talk about Black Phone. Let me get some particulars out of the way. All right, Rotten Tomatoes, as always. 83 on the tomato meter and 89 on the audience score. Pretty good. Yeah, not Solid bad. flick, indeed. Let's talk about some particulars. Um, one second. There we go. Okay, so here we go. The Black Phone. It's, a lot of people were excited for it, and for good reason. It is pretty good. Ethan Hawke, Mason Thames, Madeline McGraw, Jeremy Davies, James Ransone, Michael... Banks, Rapida, Repita, I don't know how you say that, Spencer Fitzgerald, directed by Scott Derrickson. It's based on a short story. Um, so let's talk about it, Roger. Tell us what the Black Phone's about. Uh, Black Phone is about a person who is abducting kids around the North Denver area and murdering them, apparently. And well, playing some kind of weird game with them. Yeah, I don't I mean, he's got a cool mask. Murder's murder, though. Yeah, I mean, it's still murder. Um... And he kidnaps a guy, and there's a phone on the wall that keeps ringing, and it's the like the spirits of the people that he's killed telling him how to, you know, what to do to get out and to get by everything, and it's an interesting story that you need to pay attention to. <laughs> well, it's 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 worth view. It's worth uh, a dedicated viewing. No phones, no distractions of any kind. It's only theatrical right now, so you don't really have a choice. Until, I mean, you do, but you don't. But so let's talk about Ethan Hawke. Is no stranger to this. He's been in Sinister, which the first one is pretty. It's pretty okay, pretty terrifying. Sinister Two. I don't think Ethan Hawke was in that one, but it was not good. Remember the movie, the vampire movies in Daybreak. Where, oh yeah, where be, yeah, yeah. Where they're all vampires and That's Sam Neill and yeah, I barely remember it because I remember in the trailer the song Placebo. Or running or up running up that hill or whatever by placebo played and it's because they were the movies about a placebo mm. so that was brilliant um, yeah I remember that so he's been in a couple of these a couple of these type type movies so Ethan there's a grabber and I, I have some the questions. grabber I have some questions worst about, name of a murderer ever I have some questions about this you said it was in North Denver yeah I have some questions about this city in North Denver. Okay. How dumb are the adults? All of them dumb. Well, How dumb are the cops? Very. But it is the mid '80s, so maybe things aren't quite as. Advanced. What does that mean? Is the mid '80s? Well, that's the time frame. But like, I know, I get it. But like, are people dumber in the mid '80s? Are you saying there was less information available in the mid '80s? Yes, but still, police work needed to be done. Sure. 
mean, but I mean, how do you randomly stop somebody who just grabs people at ra- random? And well, see, okay, that's the question. So we have we have a guy grabbing kids and doing not young kids either, like oh, middle teens, school, middle school kids, yeah, definitely middle school kids, thirteen, fourteen ish, fifteen ish. We have a guy grabbing kids, playing this weird game with them, and then and then we find out that they have been they have been killed, and then our that's where we come into the story with our our um, Finny Finny Shaw Mason Finny Shaw Kings is Finny who has a sister, and their father is going through something. So you think his name is Finnegan or Phineas? Finny. That's what it gives me on the thing. No, no, I know what they call him. Like what he's short for? Yeah, I mean, you think that's on his birth certificate, Finny? Would you want Finnegan or Phineas? I don't know. They're both pretty bad. Unless you're like, unless you're running like an Irish pub. (laughs) Sure, sure. (laughs) It doesn't. doesn't, Little fine Finnegan. Let's go with Finnegan. Like if you're pouring me a nice Guinness on St. Patrick's Day, your name can be Finny. Let's let's go with Finnegan then. All right, just a young Finnegan. Young Finnegan. We're having. He's having trouble at home. His dad's going through something terrible. His dad probably drinks too much. His dad probably has a sweet mom. Not a bad dad. He's just he expects a ton out of his kids. Yeah. We know and he's a single dad. We find out he's a single dad and the mother may have been he thought was crazy cuz she could see things in her dreams that would come true and of course he doesn't want that for his daughter and it's harder on his daughter because of that, you know, spanks her and really tries to get her to to suppress He whips those. her ass with a belt pretty bad. Yeah, I look. I've had when I was younger, I had some. You got the strap, did you, dude? That stings like a mother. Yes, yeah, Ron, you strike me as someone not who, great. Why are you bleeding? I don't know. I banged my knee apparently, my shin apparently. Okay, look, knowing you, I can bet you got spanked a few times when you were little. Why would you think that, Roger? I know you. That's why I did. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it. But can you remember what you what one of the things you did to get in trouble was? Nah, not not off the top of my head. <laughs> I mean, there was once or twice, you know. Things came about. I did. I, I think I've told the story on here before. Is one time I, God, we were must have been late elementary school, fifth grade. Somehow we got the bread idea to, and throw then, like, cans in the water and watch them no, race down no, the that's, creek. No, that's what kids did back in the day. It's like they actually played in the creek and in the woods instead of like on, on Nintendo's and Xboxes. But so we got the bread idea for some reason. We would so my the back my back garage opens up right into the parking lot for a hospital, and. Bingo, bango! Some, some, you know, some big cars are back there. We, so, my friends and I decided to steal cronies or whatever you call them that screw on the the, the, the lug nuts. The, no, the, no, no, no! Oh my like, Jesus <laughs> Christ! No, no way! You got your ass whipped. <laughs> no, not lug nuts. Killed somebody. The thing that screws on to like put air in the tire. Oh, yeah, the valve co- valve stem cover. The valve. For some reason, we we just we got in this thing where you stole like hundreds of cars worth of those things, and then so. One day we did it in this hospital, and a security guard came out and said, Kids, I got you on camera. You can run, but I got you on camera. I mean, I know you live right there. Yeah. It just points at your house. <laughs> so my parents got involved. The hospital was pretty pissed. My parents were pretty pissed. I, I got beat pretty bad and grounded for the like next three weekends. It was bad. Mm, three whole weekends, huh? But when, they finally, when I finally was forced to show them the – when I finally was forced to show them how much we had taken, it was like I filled an entire box – of these cronies. We call them cronies or cronies. I don't know what we call them, but I mean, there's hundreds. We're talking of these about things. things that are like half an inch tall. Yeah, and but there was like hundreds. Like some were nicer. Some were like, some cars had like nice dice one and like 
an eight ball. Like there was some money. People put money into these things back then. Jesus and Christ. We still probably we had hundreds. My dad's like, I don't even know where do you have access to hundreds of cars. He's like, how do you? There's not that many cars in the parking lot back here for the hospital. I'm shrugging my shoulders like, how long have you been doing this? Years. And then so my brother and I got in trouble. We got beat pretty bad. Our butts got... But the... Gone in 60 seconds over here. <laughs> and I, our, our friend Jeff, he got... Uh, we, we learned later that he got a similar treatment. Wow, you ratted out Jeff too, huh? They do, man. What are you going to do? Man. I know. I know. Brutal. <laughs> Parents talk too. Parents yeah, talk Yeah, sure. That was, when I, that was the last time I got beat. And it was... One night was with the belt and second night was with the... the paint stick which hurts even more oh like, like the little wood paint stir yeah thing? but like Ooh. it hurts even more when like he he drilled holes into it so like mm. it would, aerodynamics aerodynamics <laughs> yeah it's good oh I remember I can feel it on my butt right now anyway anyway getting back into it the father's a little disturbed disciplines his kids yep and can we talk about all the fights that Finney is getting into yeah well I mean he's not getting in fights he's kind of getting his ass whipped well he's getting his ass whipped but all the fights that he sees for instance Robin, another boy at school who kicks a bully's ass. <laughs> he beats the shit out of him. Beats the shit out of this kid, senseless. And then he just he just in the bathroom going to class. I love that he's just team. washing his hands yeah, and like, his knuckles are no. all torn to shit. Does like it, he was bare knuckle. What crawling. happened in the 80s? Did, did, did I miss growing up in the 80s where you just beat the shit out of another kid and not get in trouble at but the I mean, principal's office? So if it wasn't at school, if it was off school property, there's not a whole lot they but could do. But it wasn't. Do. It was on school grounds. Was it? I thought it was down the street. I don't know. No, it was, in, it was on the playground or whatever. He's in the school bathroom washing his knuckles. Yeah. It was so, I just don't get like... Is there no adults in this world? <laughs> there is no law. <laughs> law and order in this playground. Jeez, playground rules are harsh. In the... Savagely beat them. Steve. <laughs> uh, then we get. We then see we talk kids. about his little sister coming to his rescue and bust that kid upside the head with a rock. With a rock. Like, dude, and she blasted <laughs> his ass. Like he's bleeding out. Of yeah, the like his temple head. is like, wow. <laughs> he ruined his shit. Like the thing she said. And then she got great. the hell kicked out of her too. But the things she said was great. I can't repeat some of them. There's some pretty bad. I do love said, that they, they were oper- equal opportunity ass whipping. Like you come into this circle, <laughs> <laughs> you get some. <laughs> Throw hands all over the place. I love. She just said, "Hey, ass cocks," and then, <laughs> then blast him with a rock with in the, his face, right in the side of the head. My gosh, that would hurt so. Then bad. Then they tapped out, and like they're just sitting against the fence, like that mutual. Well, you like, can hit with the wrong side of the face. You're done. Yeah, no, sure. <laughs> you tap it out for at least that. Seem not great. I don't know if a rock hits your temple. Like, that's like, death. You can man. die. <laughs> anyway, so, and then there's another savage beating in a, in an arcade. Like, yeah. No, in like a convenience store that has like an arcade. Yeah. That's a flashback beat down. A flashback. There's a lot of Listen, pinball is serious town. shit. There's a lot of ass beatings in this town. What is going on in this northern Denver town? Right. It all just fits the, it all fits the narrative though, but. We see a couple more kids get abducted, and I, and I like how they do the abductions. It's we just see the van roll up, the van roll up, and it and it slowly fades to black, and you know what happens. And then eventually, our buddy Finney gets gets taken, and of course, this is after all of he the, gets grabbed by the grabber. He gets grabbed by the grabber, <laughs> and <laughs> it's so stupid to say. In all the situations where we see a kid getting grabbed, it's always in plain daylight, in a neighborhood. Almost, yeah. What does it say? Does any four, adult look at anything? Four out of the five got grabbed in the same neighborhood, and the other guy got grabbed like a block away. Does I don't want to like if I see a black van in my neighborhood and kids are disappearing, I'm gonna automatically assume that's the van that's doing it. I mean, I assume any black van is a murder van at this well, of point. Of course, any man without a window, sure. Is, 
for damn sure a murder van, but that's a little, I mean, you're asking me to believe a lot, and that's kind of, I think, if I were to walk down my my neighborhood with a, and then get abducted by a van, someone's going to notice, someone's going to see I bet it. you were very abductable as a kid, too. Yeah, you I just would have got in. <laughs> well, no, remember when, I always loved when Pokemon Go started in 2016, and it's like, how to catch an adult in twenty in twenty sixteen is like spray paint on the side of a van. I I have rare Pokemon inside. <laughs> yeah, open the door. Let's go. Um, I I mean I guess I was abductable, but I was always smaller. I guess, but yep, that was also a different time, man. Like the world's weird now. But um, so we have these. I don't. I don't. I have a hard time believing that these abductions happened in the daylight. As were shown. I nah. don't think they would have happened that way. Well, I mean, it's not a true story, so... Well, no, but... This is not a documentary. But it's up to the writer and the director to make us believe... Put these characters in believable situations for what's going on. I mean... Yeah, well, I don't know. It's not... I don't feel that way about this movie, and I don't think it matters. Uh, no, it may not matter, matter, but it, it definitely does matter when you're... I think it does matter. I mean, it is a movie matter. with a little bit of believability that basically is around a haunted telephone... <laughs> Well, sure. The black phone. Well, I'm just saying. And the rest of the film, we get... Finny trapped in Young his... Finny in a room with a square room, cement, with a bathroom, with a toilet, down down a small hallway, and a phone on the wall, which he can hear ring, and he talks to... Dead people. The spirits of the kids. I see dead people. <laughs> the spirits of the kids who were killed before him. Which I think is a great... It's an interesting angle for a thriller. Yeah, no, it's movie. interesting, sure. I really enjoyed that. And it's based on a short story, so like it's not 100% original because the short story came before this. So I mean, I, I give props to the short story, but we're talking about the movie version. So there's a lot of interesting things that happen here. Um, I, again, I'm not sure. So the killer who comes down and wears this mask. If you've seen the trailer, you know the mask. He has a frowny mask. He has a happy mask. He has a mask with horns. He's got two or three different masks. And he plays kids with these games with these kids and tries to get them to escape. And of course, Finney is warned by another kid, "Don't try." Don't play the game. So, where do you go from there, Roger? Let me. So, let's let's talk about other horror movies. We don't like jump scare trash. No, and this isn't that. No, not not at all. But this is my point, though: is jump scare trash. Maybe has one or two, but they're but they're well. They they work. Sure. Not like the Nun, which is like every scare was a jump scare. Part of my question is. Why does this one work and others don't? Well, I don't know. I think the story behind this just works because all the pieces that they lay out on the table when they finally come together, it's a very satisfying ending. And a lot of times with horror movies in general, you don't get like actual good storytelling, right? You just don't. Especially stuff that deals with the supernatural. Like think of a uh, think of a movie we watched not super long ago, like Curse of La Llorona, okay? Where we have somebody basically turning an entire pool full of holy water. Like, come on, man. Like... like in, into blood or something? Yeah. Into boiling blood? Yeah. It's just like, come on. Like, if we're supposed to suspend some belief for this sort of stuff, at least give us believable scenarios. Now, in this one, I, I just you know mentioned about being believable, and it's about a haunted phone on the wall that a guy talks to the other dead kids about how to save his own ass. But, like, in this one, it actually... It's okay. It's interesting. It works. It's it works. Like, it works, because the, the setup... The setup works for the like how the, the the mechanic of how this one is played out. So it works really well. 
and it, it's one of those ones that like I almost kind of applaud in a way because it's it's original. And it's like we haven't seen this before. True. Or at least not within the past couple of years, which I, I, I really dig in a way. I don't like seeing the same stuff over and over again. And one, I mean, I'm going to go around and say it. One thing I hate and hate, 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 capital H, hate is we watch a protagonist struggle through a thriller only to end in they don't escape. And the killer, we end on the last minute of the killer setting up his next kill. Good. No, I oh. I can't stand That's that. That's one of my most hated things. That's lazy when it comes to horror. Sure. Like, I want I want to see the victim come out of victorious. It's like rom-coms. You know exactly what's going to happen in a rom-com. Sure. The same formula I want for these thrillers mm-hmm. is, you know the, the person's going to get out of it. You know that the... The guy's gonna be dead in the end. The the the, the killer, the 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 abductor, whoever it is. Mm-hmm. It's all this how it happens. That's the shtick. Same with romantic man of comedies. Okay. So why do we keep doing this? Where some of them, this one set aside, where some of them get away, some of them end with the bad guy winning. It's just it don't. Why do that part? So of it? The, that I think is a sequel problem. Is people think if they have something scary with somewhat originality that they can automatically get a built-in sequel. And you can't kill off the bad thing if you want to have a sequel. Right? That's just math. Yeah, you're right. But this, this is this is Blumhouse, isn't it? Yeah, but like this, there won't be a sequel to this. No, 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 of course not. But this is also back to some of the ones that made Blumhouse. Blumhouse worked on a small budget. This movie only cost about $16 million to make, by the so way. That's a, sm- a smaller budget, a contained story, a few actors, a few locations. That's what Blumhouse does best. That's what they should stick to. It's their, their bigger, more ambitious ones that get a little banana sandwich crazy, which I, I don't like either when you kind of step outside of your comfort zone and be crazy with it. But this one works. There's, there's, there's not a lot of characters in this. There's, you know, there's a handful of characters, handful of locations, and we're, that's all there is. Let's, let's talk about some characters. Let's talk about the cops, for, okay. instance, for instance. The cops come to... Maddie's school, and Madeline is the sister of Phineas. Yeah, even she though he's rules. missing, and they ask her. Well, I forget how did they hear that she dreams things she that are real. She started. She said something to somebody else, and they got back to the cops. She said something about an invest, an ongoing investigation, and the, oh, the the black balloon. It was black balloons. Yep. She said something about a black balloons being at the sites, and they're like, "We never, we never released that we information to anybody." anybody. Yep. How do you know that? Yada yada yada. And then, so these cops are. Kind of relying on this little girl to help, which I, th- I which I, th- I think is a cool angle for a horror film. Sure, a little girl who doesn't understand her power, not really sure how to interpret what she's seeing, helping solve a mystery, especially for you know a, a, a closely a close loved one ab- abduction. I thought that would have been interesting to to play that up more. So one of my problems with this movie is the father. Okay, because they've made him so unnecessarily angry that that's how. Someone in the development of the black phone must have said, "But they would—they're just going to go to her and have her solve the crime." Why? They're like, "Oh, just make the dad really angry all the time, and just maybe that their mom had it, and he didn't want the daughter. He wanted sure. to have a normal life." So I feel like that came second when the guy was writing the book, the short story, and he's trying to—he's trying to like, "Ah, how can I do this and make it believable?" So again, I'm, I'm assuming it's in the source material, but. 
to me, it's kind of the, the father is a false character here. I don't see the father being that's the one that leaps out of water to me is the father. Yeah, but his story ends up being okay too. Nothing, but what's the end point for him? What's the end game for him? I don't know. He's got his family back. I mean, no, no longer troubled. Sure, but sure. Is Madeline still going to be troubled at the end of this when this ends? Maybe, maybe not. Is she still going to see murders? Is she still mm. going to see clues and maybe? Well, we don't. We don't get any of that. Yeah. Well, I mean. Well, maybe they are going to have a sequel. No, I don't know. We're, bum, bum, bum. we're not going to see one of this. Boom. They'd be, they'd be foolish to do a sequel to the Black Phone. But, oh, no, let's talk about Blumhouse for just a second, though. Please. So, some of the more recent Blumhouse movies. Uh, got some good ones. Got some real bad ones in here, though. Uh, recent good ones. We got Freaky. We loved Freaky. Yeah, Freaky With was. Vince Vaughn. That was a good movie. Uh, Happy Death Day Does is work a too. good one. Um, Invisible Man. Also, also incredible. Excellent yeah. movie. Uh, Split. Is a Blumhouse movie? Uh, well, all of them. Well, this is the last two of my Blumhouse. And then we have ones that aren't so good. You know, like Fantasy Island. You know, Firestarter. Truth or Dare. Uh, what else? We got? Ready or Not wasn't that one, was it? I don't think no. so. Uh, Upgrade is one I liked where the computer merges with that guy's brain. Oh, right. I don't yeah. think I saw that one. No, I, I, I did. That's they do all Gordon. the Purge movies, too. Oh, that's right. They, they do. do all the purge. Some of those got a little. They do all the insidious movies. Some of those got a little big for their britches, though. Some of the purge movies, but okay, nonetheless. Yeah, and there's some. They did all the paranormals. That's what made them. Is that first paranormal activity when that blew up? That a five million dollar budget ended up making like four hundred million dollars. They also did Get Out. As well, but again, that's after. That's all after paranormal activity. Sure. Yeah, paranormal was the one that really launched them up. So. They also remember the movie The Lie, with uh, Joey King, the girl from uh, Kissing Booth. Oh yeah, about set, killing her friend. Set in the winter. Yeah, yeah. and the parents trying to help cover it up. Yep. Yeah, that's Blumhouse. Mm-hmm. You guys have Blumhouse. Okay, okay. Yep, me neither until right now. Like I said, do all the Happy Death Day movies and that sort of stuff. I actually like that series. I thought it was pretty good. So. Yeah, it's not gonna be a third one though. They've already. No, said. that makes me sad. Yeah, those were a lot of fun. Is what it is. But I mean, they have a track record for making small budgets and making them work. Oh, the Vengeance movie coming out is a Blumhouse movie, too. Of course too. it is. Of course it is. I should have guessed that. Uh, but, yeah. I don't so much mind their uh, their kind of their way of doing it. I mean, I dig it when it works. Even when it doesn't, it's still entertaining. It's just it's bad sometimes. I mean, they know what they're doing. So Formulaically, yeah, but some of them are bad, so do they, do they know what well, they're doing? Well, but they never spend too much money on any of these movies, so, yeah, they do know what they're doing. Like, I don't think we've seen a Blumhouse movie in the last few years that have been more than $20 million. And, and even the worst over. movies have made $20 million. So, and then every now and then they hit a home run like Freaky and make a couple hundred million out of it and just fund the studio for years. A year or two, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's always a win for them. Always, yes. always, always, always. Absolutely. And I imagine with the name Blumhouse, you have people that, you have stars that they have like a database of people that would love to work with them. Well, and Blumhouse is backed by Universal as well. So they do have real big have boy real- company pool as well they have real studio pool as well yes yeah so yeah sure i mean that's it's always a good thing it's just anymore it's just a blumhouse movie to me is either going to be is either going to be bad or it's going to be good nothing in between no nope. and glad and thankfully this one's good yeah and that's nice uh, ethan hawk james ransone i like very both very much i do love when the cops come to the house and he's got cocaine on the table <laughs> He's like, next time you let somebody in the house, maybe you want to tidy up first. And there's like two unrun rails of Coke. (laughs) Yes. After they leave, you're like, yeah, I should have thought that. And then he just runs the line of Coke because, yes. And there's no, that's the thing. So what this movie fails to do, I think, is 
it fails to get you on the bait and hook. I don't. I mean, the movie obviously wants you to believe that one person is the guy doing it. See, I never got that vibe. You didn't think they're. I not to... not one bit. No, I didn't get that at all. No, I didn't. Well, the reason that, I think the reason they chose Ransom is because he looks like Ethan Hawke. Sure. And you well, never they're see... supposed to be brothers, <coughs> or he says that they're brothers in the movie. But you never see him without the mask on, so it could be him. Mm. Like I said, I never got that vibe. Okay. Okay. Fair. Um, but... I also. F- one thing I did, I did like was the and I love was the aesthetic of the room and the phone. Sure, I like. Well, I liked him going around the room when he's talking to the other guys, the the, the dead kids, about how he's finding out more things about the room that they have already figured out. You know, like the the combination strolled onto the wall or the broken tiles and or the hole that he was digging and how to get through the wall and things like how that. To pull the grate off the. Yeah, it's well, I don't think he, I don't think that went exactly how he wanted it to. Is it? No, it didn't. struck him in the forehead well, and yeah, he dropped. <laughs> but I mean, it, when a character steps on the steps, is yes, and falls through a, a hole and then he snaps his ankle. his ankle. Like I felt that. Yeah, I felt it. I was like, ooh, that hurts. Yeah, just but like I said, myself. I mean, the real kicker to this movie, besides the little sister being hilarious, because she actually enters the phrase "Jesus," "Hey Jesus, what the fuck?" <laughs> While she's praying. Uh, hilarious. Um, the ending to me, like how it all goes down, once all the pieces are in place, and I won't say what happens, but man, does it make you satisfied. I know it I was really like, does. hell yeah, kid, get him. You know, like it it felt good to me. If that kid didn't get some action at school the next day, right? <laughs> no one's going to get that. That bullshit is heroic right there, man. Kid deserves a handy and, at best. I mean, it works. It really does work. Well, yeah, what are you talking about over there? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> the thing I like about this is I don't feel as if I don't feel as if the final outcome, the final struggle that happened was too out there. No, I that's one thing that. I always like kind of like, ah, it's kind of kind of stupid or or hokey. I thought it could have, especially with the phone and the, you know, the voice of the kids and who hears it. Like that's all very I think interesting things. So let's talk. I want. I want to. Roger, I want to discuss with you something that I think is a plague among these movies. Okay. I, I talked to you. We, I mentioned it briefly before we start recording. Mm-hmm. Is so our our boy is abducted with Finney is abducted with a flashlight. That's also a very sharp stabby towards. It's also it's, it's like a spaceship. It's flashlight. a rocket. Yeah, like a rocket. And he when he gets abducted, he's stabbing the grabber. He gets him once or twice in the arm, makes him bleed, and it, l- it looks like a pretty egregious. Yeah, looks gash. not great. And so, one of the plot points of this is the grabber will take food down, shut the door, and make very careful consideration to not latch it so the person inside realizes Tries to escape. the door's not latched and can be opened. And he's at the top waiting for them to escape so he can do God knows what to them when, when they break his rules. Here's what, I, here's what pisses me off. Here's what really ticks me off is part of the th- a shtick of a movie like this is you have to make sure that one of the things you have to make sure of is neither one of them is ever within within killing distance of the other. The, the victim to the hero, or the hero to the or the sorry, the, the victim to the the bad guy, or the bad guy to the victim with anything that they can defend themselves. With. Because then your your movie starts to go sideways at that point. Yeah. Because it just becomes just impossible. Grab you and kill you. Yeah. So our kid Phineas, who has been talking to these dead spirits. These spirits of the kids who have tried to escape and fail, but each of them got kind of a little further than the next, are giving him advice on how to do it. And, what, by the way, I thought it was a cool mechanic how... I'll call mechanics like the game, but it was a cool thing how the kids didn't know their own names. 
Yeah. And so that Phineas had to recall who the kid was and then tell the story to know who. So the kid then knows who he was. Yeah. Kind of give them their identity back when the killer stole their identity. I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. Mm -hmm. And so we have Phineas attempting to escape and. The the grabber is asleep at the top of the stairs in the chair, and Phineas is right next to him. He has to like sneak around him. It's one of those. It's a very heightened uh, thriller moment where he's trying to get around him and trying to get outside. And anyway, so Phineas has his his tool, and he has access to a knife on the counter, which you could very easily get sure. and stab the guy, and doesn't do it. This infuriates me. Yeah. I don't. The situation doesn't infuriate me. If you're gonna if you're gonna do it. Then somehow take the weapons away from from Finney. Okay. Because then the movie at the, after anything after that, I'm just this is stupid. I just stabbed him and done with it. What's the problem here? So am I being too overly critical? Probably. <clears throat> but it's not. It's my job to enjoy the movie. It's their job to never put that situation in front of me. I mean, I don't know if it's the job to never do it, but I mean, you said their job is to make you enjoy the movie. Did sure. you enjoy the movie? I, I, immensely. So, does it really matter? It. I mean, listen. I see the problem with that scene because I, you know, I felt it too, and the fact that you know he probably should have got away there and just doesn't, you know, like that's like ah okay, but you know, I also knew that we still had about twenty five minutes of yeah, movie well, left. That's so the thing. that's the thing. You got to have you know. that moment where someone's tiptoeing around someone else that's asleep, and yeah. That I mean that that scene was pretty. It was pretty good, pins and needles. I, I gotta say, I was I was yeah, at works. the edge of my seat. I'm sure you were too. Yeah. This this one oh, you didn't watch it with your wife because she's in. No, she's sick. Uh, was she like this one? No. Well, I'm surprised you liked it. No, well, it's it's well done. So and it's like so we've talked for a lot a lot of times how I'm not a horror movie guy and it's I I don't pretend that I will ever come around to most horror movies. Mostly, though, because my argument is always and will ring true until I'm proven otherwise, is most of them are really bad. But when you get a good movie, because, like, is this a horror movie or is it suspenseful? Or is it a suspense This is more of a thriller than a horror. Okay, so, yeah. This is not like, hey, yeah, there are ghosts in this movie, sure, but it's not jump scare. There's no walls dripping blood, you know, no shit trying to get you from the other side, that sort of stuff. This is a well-done movie. And being a well-done movie goes a really long way to enjoying it, right? Because think about it. We've seen so many bad horror movies. That's the thing. So many bad. When I, when I, when I, see, a, when I see a trailer, I'm going to assume it's until, I mean, this is one of the few that proves me otherwise. But the other, the other thing is, too, is, is the, one of the classic horror problems is, you know, going up through the 80s and early 90s is we were just bombarded with horror sequels. You know, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th. All those movies, when they're up to, like, the 10th movie. Like, but then I don't give a shit. Well, they're, they're bad. Well, so that's the thing. One okay. or two might be so good. So one or two might be good, bad. and then by the time you're on the fifth or sixth Freddy Krueger movie, yeah, yeah, like, what, do you, what are we doing here, people? Yeah. Like, you know what we're getting into. Nothing new is happening. But, you know, when you, re, when you make something original and new, and it works, I'm not saying this needs to be a franchise. I don't, I don't see that. The story doesn't really allow for that. But it's good. And it, it stands great. out as something that's pretty darn good. Like, I will recommend this to most people. Who wouldn't you recommend this to? You know, I don't really know, actually. Probably, I would recommend just about everybody. Yeah, I would say so. So, yeah. I mean, that's... Hey, you watched any good, like, scarier movies lately? Okay, check out Black Phone. Pretty decent flick. 
Right? That's why I would say. I really, yeah, I, I think I'm, I don't think many people would watch this and dislike it. No, I just think it's got it's got a few problems. Well, with the story. It's, listen, when we rate this, you know, you'll see it's it's listen. There's they're not they're not bringing home Oscars for this, but it is a very serviceable movie that's going to make Blumhouse a nice chunk of money, and that's perfect for them. That's kind of that's and their, God that's God bless Jason yeah. Blum by the yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> just, but you said this is sixteen million. Yeah, that's kind of high for their. Usually in the five to ten is where they are sit comfortably for budget. I mean, still it's, 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 it's going to break a hundred million. I mean, with with you know with respect to like these big Hollywood Top Gun and Jurassic World, like those I mean, are like we just we million. just well we talked a lot about our last episode that me and you did for Spiderhead. Spiderhead cost a hundred million dollars. This movie is a go. thousand times better than Spiderhead, and it's a one. It's less than a fifth of the price. Yeah. What happened with Spiderhead? Holy <sighs> crap! That's a that's something else, but I just don't understand where they. I mean, unless they built that bunker, <laughs> I don't understand how they spent a hundred million dollars. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's oh boy. Like you don't have to do all their shit on location. I'm telling you, folks, build us get us build us downstage. <laughs> Jesus, indeed, build one in Pittsburgh. Shoot it in Pittsburgh. Uh, build it anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> fucking anywhere, build it on the moon. It'd be cheaper. There's, there's a tax incentive, of course. What I think this movie does well is characters too. Sure. That's the thing. And the girl well, there's only is great. three or four characters that you really have to care about, so right, or really course. have to pay attention to, which does matter in horror movies because like, the last thing you want in a horror movie, besides being bad, is an overly convoluted plot with a thousand moving pieces, right? Which what was that movie we watched where Scream? <laughs> no, bad. Um, God, the more I think about Scream, the the, the one newest we just one got is, was yeah, not bad, great. bad, bad, bad. Um, what did we? Uh, when the thing was in the back of her head, remember it was like the oh god, what Professor was that? Quarrel was that? Enemy? Yeah, hang on, I've, I was um, thinking about that. Malevolent? Movie. Yeah, no, was it Malevolent? I don't know, but that one has a million moving pieces and you know set pieces that action sequences. Malignant. That, malignant. That's it. Um, the don't really. It's just that thing moves a million miles a minute. And but you know what? Though we it. like that movie too because it became borderline fucking hilarious. Well, you know why we like because because of the chair throw. <laughs> <laughs> Still to this day, laugh at that. The chair thrown across fires the room, it all yeah. the way across the room. Just wonk. It's just one of those movies that it worked only because. But you of know the what schlock. though? When the new one comes out, I will watch that Is too. There another one in development. There has to be, right? You think so? Yeah. Maybe. Okay. So okay, yeah. Back to. Blumhouse needs to stick to small budgets with simple stories, few moving Good pieces. Good storytelling. And make them, you know, Blumhouse could churn out two or three of these a year. And, well, let's not get too carried away. Two, two a year. Two a year. One in, you know, one in, one in January and one in October. That's about ten months apart, nine months apart. That, that should, that's where they should sit. Well, not the, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I know how a calendar works. Thank Thanks. you. <laughs> well, it's it's nine months one way, but thank you. Three the the, the people you're talking to can't see what you're doing in the air. <laughs> he's like swinging his arms like a circle, like he's spinning a clock. I was only seeing and then it spinning one... <laughs> it backward, like because it looks different to him. I don't. Jesus. Anyway, so that's where we small sit. insight of what it's like in this room. By the way, <laughs> that's where we sit though with a movie like this. That's where Blumhouse sits. I think this movie's good, man. This movie is. I, I think the movie's better than good. I, I think the movie's. This is the. This is the thriller of the year so far. If you mm. ask me, I may be forgetting. No, no, we haven't seen a lot of thrillers. But this like, year, no, though. no, I'm saying so far. I don't think we've seen anything up to date that's been. I hate that we're only halfway through the year and I forget what I watched like three months ago. Dude, Isn't that it, terrible? It is, man. My memory is not what it Jesus. used to be. Jesus, smoke more weed, son. God yeah, bless. I, this is this is an, this is better than okay. I'd, I'd love to have my name on it. I'd love to be part of it. 
Um, Why don't you reach out to Blumhouse and see yeah. what they got going on? What up, Blum? Jay Blum, what's up, dog? What up, Jay Blum? You want to come talk about this? I got a podcast for you, dog. And I... The ending I love, um, it, it's a little out of place. No, nah, I think it's fine. No, no, no. I'm talking about, like, the heroic... Someone's walking out of a house, and that slow, dramatic music is playing, and this, and the girl sees it. I mean, like that. You know what, though, I it should it, have though. been screaming power metal and been like, wow, wow, wow. No, of course not. Why not? That's malignant's thing. That's so not, that's not this movie's thing. That would have been great. I there's parts of this movie I, I mean, but no, no, I'm saying I loved it. It just fell out of place. I love those big sweeping scores. With the you know, like if he comes walking. slow walking out of the house and Rocky like a hurricane was playing from behind, you'd be like, yeah, son. <laughs> Yeah, get there's, some. There's a burning tree behind. Yeah, me. <laughs> get some. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's this movie's okay. It's well, no, I take that. It's it's better than okay. It's it's pretty good. I I, I like where it went. I I like the I, I, aesthetically. I like where it went. I like the mask. I like you know. I think the mask is pretty cool. Ethan Hawke played it well. James Ransom played it well. The cops played it well. The little girl's phenomenal. Finny is great. <laughs> the dad's wearing children but, always funny. Yeah, she says a lot. You she cock calls ass, a bunch of people ass, ass cock cocks. bags or ass cock bags, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Slams a kid in the temple with a rock. He's Beats him dead. savagely with a rock. Yeah. Like you don't. I don't think you survived that. Like that's probably what she got spanked for. <laughs> she assaulted somebody with a rock. Yeah. But look, those kids kicked like in the eighties. I mean, oh, 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 let me ask you something. We're we have we have there's fight etiquette. You don't hit or kick a girl when they're on the ground. Is this before or after she bludgeons your body with a rock, though? Because, <laughs> like I said, equal opportunity. Sure, okay, fine. Sure, but I mean, you I, I want to step into this circle. <laughs> this is what happens. <laughs> Welcome to the pit. <laughs> fight, the fight etiquette has to matter. I mean, listen, 10 and 12 year olds get together and beat the shit out of each other. What do you want me to say? I don't know, man. I mean, look, did any one of your buddies have a trampoline growing up? Yeah. Those were death matches. Like, that's what it devolved to. Someone's getting missile drop kicked all the way off this motherfucker. Like, that's what... I mean, etiquette didn't really change. The, the venue changed. Instead of in the middle of a playground, it was on somebody's backyard trampoline. Someone's getting missile drop kicked. Well, you don't know what a missile drop kick no, is? Oh, what? It's when you jump in the air and kick them with both feet. <laughs> yeah. Twenty feet. They fall, if you catch them in the air, they're flying, dude. When I, I can't, I can't <laughs> Grayson's dying. That's amazing. Tune in next week for more trampoline fight stories. <laughs> oh man! Like that shit went on all like when I until I was in high school. We used to fight on trampolines. That's amazing. Uh, a missile drop. <laughs> when I was uh, oh boy, best trampoline wrestling story I ever had was um. When I was 17 or something like that at my uncle's house, my other uncle had a few beers and decided he wanted to wrestle with me on the trampoline, and I actually made him tap out. In hindsight, I probably almost broke his leg. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, I had him in an ankle lock, like, fucking UFC style. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Trampoline. Come for black phones, stay for trampoline fight stories. <laughs> That's amazing. One story I do remember, though, middle. It was, this was this was middle school. Annie Tyler had a new trampoline, and there was like a weird like get together of like twenty five people. I was in that clique, I guess, and I was getting off the trampoline, like you know, one leg down, and my other leg was still up. And someone Somebody bounced you. 
Someone bounced and then their back fell on my leg, caught it between the metal, oh. and it, it hurt so bad. Oh. It didn't break. But Jesus the doctor, Christ. The doctor was like, it's close. So I wonder what's why your ankle's broke now. Probably. No, that, that was on my left oh, leg. Okay. That was on my left, so. <laughs> that just sounds like shattered tibia. It was bad. It hurt so bad. I could, like, I was, I tried to play like it was cool. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay, and I was not He's okay. He's just crying. My leg is like <laughs> five <laughs> times. I'm fine. My leg was like five times. He's crawling down the street. <laughs> Five times as thick as it should have been. Grayson, it are bad. you okay? Oh, it's bad, but that sounds <laughs> awful. <laughs> the missile drop kick. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, back I to once caught somebody with missile drop kick and kicked them all the way off the trampoline onto the patio furniture. Oh <laughs> That's like premeditated shit, though, man. Like you think Dude, about listen, it. You step into the ring. <laughs> equal opportunity. This is awful. That little girl fighting those boys who yeah. are picking on her brother. It's fine. Oh, it's, boy. Uh, listen, if Chris was here, I bet you Chris has trampoline fight stories. I'm sure he does. We he will just... rehash next week. Well, Chris's nickname was going to be the Grabber today. Oh, that makes so much sense. If any, if, if anyone on this on this That may show, be the most perfect one for him you've done in a while. I know. Mm-hmm. He, I know. Um, anyway, so we'll, we'll get his take next week. I, I know Chris thoroughly enjoyed Black the movie. Black phone or trampoline fight? Both. Probably both. Okay, good. <laughs> Definitely both. I'll get him warmed up next week and be like, bring your best trampoline fight story. Bring your A-game, son. Bring your A-game. <laughs> All right, Rod, let's move into scoring this then. All right. The black phone. From I'll, go, I'll go first. All right. I think this movie's like a seven. Um, I think it's pretty solid. Uh, I will absolutely love to watch Black Phone at least one more time. Uh, not not at the theater, though. I'm not not paying for Black Phone twice. But it will be, uh, it will be high on my list when it becomes available to allegedly pay for via the internet uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah you know I'm, I'm good with it and I think uh, most people that watch it will at least enjoy it or think it's a very satisfying movie so who is is Blumhouse partner with any streaming services like their movies go on right now Peacock but Peacock but this strikes me as a October 1 Peacock streaming yeah well for, so. yeah, well, probably this is probably hard 45 days so but like I, you want to save for just save for Halloween, just let it people exist. Well, see, I, don't, I don't know though. So well, there's one thing I want to talk about. I'll just do it real quick. I don't want to interrupt your score here. Um, I think the 45 day theatrical window is going to be a hard window for a lot of things now. I think it's going to become the new norm. Um, I look at Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is already on Disney Plus now, about 50 days after release, and they've already said the Top Gun is going to be on Paramount Plus by the middle of July, by the middle of this month. So, I don't foresee a whole lot of movies being held to go over to streaming very long anytime soon. Even the successful that ones. Just, in movie it doesn't theaters. seem long enough, but maybe it's well, because that, we come from we come from days when it was like a year. Dude, I remember. So the longest Home movie alone ever, is the is the yeah. Example. It came out one Christmas, and then they held it all the way till the Thanksgiving. next Thanksgiving before they let it out. God damn! But I mean, Lord of the Rings—that's the December release with the the August DVD release. That's mm-hmm. the you know. 45 days is nothing. And some of those movies, like, because the pandemic made things weird. and Some of them were, like, weeks later. Some of them, like, days later. Yeah, of course. Like In blue- theater and streaming, same day. And Blu-ray. Like, it's insane. But Well, the Blu-ray stuff you're going to see is still taking a while because they still have to physically be made. That's true. But, by the way, so, that I told you I watched War Horse. Mm-hmm. I bought that. So that's been sitting, that's been sitting in a bag of mine. Since 2013, because where I was when I got it, I, another, another pack of Blu-rays. Like packed away. Packed away. And the movie, um, that movie was, I bought it in 2011, and the code still worked. 
I redeemed it. it still yeah. worked. Yeah, from 2011. What was the redeem? What was the redeeming thing? The on my iPhone, my oh okay, movies anywhere. I got you. Which is weird because like that service doesn't exist anymore, so that code had to be consciously transferred to the. That's new funny. System. That's cool. I just because they always tell you it's only active for this many this and you day. Punch it in anyway. Yeah. And it still worked. That's cool. God, but anyway, okay. So your turn to score, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was catching my breath. Um, still think about missile drop. <laughs> that's like one of the greatest things I've ever heard of in my life. Uh, especially because I, I feel like that's definitely a name that you'd give it. That's straight out WWE, brother. Well, I was gonna say that reminds me of the Mortal Kombat when like you'd, you'd fly towards someone and kick them and like you like Liu Kang style, yeah, whatever he says. Um, this to me would have been an eight had it not been for the had kid had the sharp stabby thing and doesn't take initiative. Seven and a half to me that's a huge glaring missed story point and I don't know how you get around it except for. You just don't do it. So that, to me, is what took it down to half a point. Seven and a half is still very respectable for a Blumhouse thriller. Good. Very respectable. It's a good run, man. I, I, I agree. It's a, it's a darn good movie. Mm-hmm. Thoroughly enjoyed it. All right, Roger. This has been episode 285A of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. and Friday at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. Don't forget to check out the podcast, oh, the page on Facebook, always posting things there. Send us an email to ForTheLoveOfCinemaPodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on YouTube. And next week, we are taking a look at... What are we taking a look at, Roger? Thor. No, Minions. Minions. And Beavis and Butthead. And Beavis and Butthead do the universe. Yeah. Which, by the way, has a 98 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So, look forward cool. to that. I I can't imagine a lot of people watching that, but those of you who are, I'm sure, are loving it. So, join me next week as I start my new podcast, Trampoline Fight Stories with Roger. <laughs>